Exploring the Prophetic is a conversation-based podcast that we want to invite you on this journey into people's lives in every sphere of society where they're sharing how they've heard God and what's happened as a result. I want to encourage you to come join the conversation. And this season, season three, we're specifically focusing on how when God speaks, there's breakthrough actions that happen that would have never happened if it wasn't for hearing from God in the first place. Before and after moments, what would take 20 years is happening in a second because beautiful believers are obeying the voice of God. Come join the conversation. Come join the narrative. God is speaking to you today. What is God doing with musicians in the music industry, you ask? Well, on today's episode, we're going to hear all about it from Joshua Silverberg and how God has taken Joshua as a leader in the entertainment industry of music, but also in the Christian entertainment industry of worship, both of those, where he writes for television, for music, for movies, and for trailers, and for you know all kinds of things, theme songs, all these things. But he also writes prolific worship music and has written with mosaic music, Jesus culture, uh, Matt Redmond, so many others he's helped produce and write. And he's been having some experiences in God for a long time, but especially this year that have been so profound where God's using him and speaking to him and giving him unfair advantage in the entertainment industry by giving him projects that are just, he would never have a connection to without God, but also God's using him and the worship industry in amazing ways. And also as a healing evangelist, something has started with him that's just started and it's so fresh. I wanted to share it with you and just share his story with you. So I hope you enjoy it. Those of you who love the music industry, this will give you a target for someone to pray for and pray with for what all that God has to do through music in this next generation, this next season. It's going to be really profound. So before we get there, here's a word from our sponsors. Growing up with God is a resource that we created because we believe in children's ability to partner with heaven and hear God's voice. Just like Bill Johnson says, there's no junior Holy Spirit. And parents ask me all the time, when did this start with you? And I tell them it was when I was a little kid that I started to hear God's voice and prophesy over people because I grew up in a nurturing environment that helped me to understand how God lives in me and how to access his voice in his heart. So my parents put me on that journey and as Sheree and I were developing different materials, we had to slow down for kids because we knew that they needed a resource as well. So we developed Growing Up With God, the novel, which I personally wrote and had a blast writing it. It's really identity book. It's hearing God's voice for yourself, developing that personal relationship with him. Then we created a workbook for kids. You can go through it with them, parents, but this book is for kids. It's amazing. And we also, in addition to that, created a teacher's guide and a whole course that Sunday schools, homeschools, families can go through, small groups. And this is an incredible couple hundred page teacher's guide. It has parent points, as teacher points, activations, perforated pages. And all of this is framed by this beautiful illustration done by Lamont Hunt, who did a Pixar internship and has been in feature films as an animator. And he put together this like Pixar meets Japanimation character so that kids from 7 to 12 can easily relate across that generational gap, can easily relate to these characters and the art style. It's a very popular art style. And I know your kids are going to enjoy this. They're going to go on a journey. We've had so many incredible reports from parents who said we didn't know how to help our kids access the prophetic. And this resource changed everything for us. It was a game changer for our family. So I'm going to encourage you, get Growing Up With God, get the novel. We even have a coloring book, a workbook, the teacher's guide, the kit. I want to encourage you, whatever level you think your kids are at, grab hold of the resource and material and see what God will do for them. 
I'm excited about Joshua Silverberg being on the show today. Hello, Joshua. Hey. I mean, being a producer, singer, songwriter, artist, all of these things, and then working with some of my favorite people, and then people I don't know, both, <laughs> but on projects that I love. I mean, I just, I'm so glad you're on the show, and I'm so glad that these projects have happened because of your connection to really go on a journey with God in a real way. I love that. Praise God, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, let's start out with, you know, you, you've had this relationship with God for a while now, but something happened back when you were in high school that really opened it up. And you were suffering with some severe asthma. So tell me about that story. Yeah, well, um, this would, you know, put me in about 10th grade in high school. And um, I was leading worship at this time in my life. And after a chapel service at school, you know, and this is really before I had an understanding that God just loves to speak to his kids. Yeah. Um, I heard this thought in my head saying, you need to stay. And basically, it's just skipping the next class to stay and pray. So I thought, this can't be God, you know, because for <laughs> so many cool. reasons, I can't be doing this. But it was, it was uncanny. As I went to walk out of the auditorium, um, the thought became louder and louder. And it was so much so that I physically could not open the door to leave. It wow. was and I didn't know if a force was keeping me from leaving or not. It was one of those, I cannot move any further. So I turned around to the two kids behind me, and they're ninth graders. And I, and I asked them, do you want to stay and pray? And I remember <laughs> this. And they looked me in the eyes and go, yes, I do. And I feel like that was the first miracle, honestly. <laughs> ninth graders want <laughs> to stay and pray after chapel. That's amazing. Yeah. And... um. So we walked back to the center of the auditorium, and it's not a big place. So I grew up in Long Island, New York, and super small, you know, Christian school, um, Smithtown Gospel Tabernacle in Long Island, New York. And we start to pray, but when I started to pray and seek God, which I felt like was his agenda on the table, I experienced an asthma attack, like oh, wow. full on, this was coming on me. And then in that moment, God spoke to my heart three profound things that I'm still unpacking to this day. And he's, the first thing he said was, Josh, I didn't design you to have asthma. And that was so foreign of a concept wow, to me, especially so in that time in my life. Um, Were you around um, any healing at all or was that foreign? No. Not really. So we believed in it and sure. talked about it in church, but we never really saw it. Yeah. So the second thing, the next thought oh, that spoke to God spoke to my heart so loud um, was, Josh, I don't want you to have asthma. And wow. again, that's a a deep theological thing that I'm still unpacking, right? Yeah. And. And then the third one, this one I could understand, and I feel like God gave me this one to say that the other two are correct. And he goes, and in this moment, it's keeping you from worshiping me. Wow. And that wow. one I understood because, hey, this is keeping me from doing something I'm called to do. Of course, God doesn't want me to have it. Of course, this, you know, we're called to worship and I cannot physically do it. So I... I got two of my friends to pray for me, the two ninth grader kids, right? 
and I never had it since. You know, I was completely so wild. healed. Never had to use my inhaler. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, this is this is what I love though, because I I kind of teach that exact principle, like. You know, like if there's something that's blocking you from who you were created to be, why not ask God to change you or to change the circumstance and believe and faith? And because God's probably showing you just in the fact that you're thinking about it not belonging to you. And then you've actually had the encounter where God's showing you like out of his great love, like this isn't who I made you to be. This isn't how I made your body. Mm -hmm. And I love your worship. You know, I just it's so profound that that's how he initiated this with you. It must have built so much faith. And, you know, going after a career in music versus somebody who's just, I feel gifted or I feel talented. That's amazing. Yes. And I did, there was an actual, like, another, I would say, parallel story to that. Yeah, tell us. Um, maybe about a year later. And I don't know why, like, as I was preparing, I never share this particular one, but I feel like it's important maybe for some people that are listening yes, <laughs> um, to drive home the point that you're talking about, that is, if there's things that feel like are in between callings God has for you, you have to know that God wants to to set you free, break, give you breakthrough in those areas, and it's not like a selfish thing yeah. to, like, go after. and. So this is probably a year later, um, you know, I'm in 11th grade, I go to a, like a camp, like a kid's kind of youth camp in Pennsylvania, and you sign up for a talent show. So I sign up for this talent show, and I felt like I'm supposed to do this. And then earlier in the day, um, I injure myself playing basketball, I jump up on my way down, somebody else jumps up and comes underneath my jaw. Oh, no. And completely locks my jaw closed. I'm like spitting blood everywhere. I can't even drink anything. I can't open my mouth to eat. And then I still feel God's voice saying, no, I've called you to go up there and to do this talent show thing. And I can't even open my mouth, you know, and I'm in pain. So it comes time where they call your name and I'm, you know, I'm going to be playing like a Jars of Clay song, Frail, if you remember that oh, one. Oh, yeah, of course. I was a good Christian and, kid back then, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I walk up on stage, and God's power comes over me, and I am healed and delivered yes. of that thing. And then I go and I sing this thing just in tears. People have no idea, like, what just happened. I'm not telling anyone, you know. It's just like, but, like, God totally set me free. And then in Nashville, I would say 15 years later, I get to tell the person who actually wrote that song, and it so encouraged them. That's amazing. You know, yeah. that's I love um, those miracles. I, and I, if you had been on a competition voice show, you probably would have won just because of the pure passion <laughs> of rawness <laughs> of the moment of like, I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm doing this for him because he wanted me to. I mean, that's those are those moments, you know, like that – I can't wait to get to heaven and see everyone's moments with God that are untold because there's so many beautiful moments. I'm so appreciate you telling some of yours. Well, well, how did you get into the career? I mean, obviously God, these are kind of the moments that built foundation, but I mean, you've, yeah. you've written for so many people, you've performed in so many different ways. How did you get into this? Like, wh- like take us on that journey where I love that you, you just put in our notes together that favor is not fair favor, you know, favor is the key. Yeah. Um, I would say, the unfair advantage in life and career and everything, honestly, is hearing from God. 
Yeah. And I, and I think the biggest hang-up maybe that I've had personally was to overcome the lie that God actually wants to speak to me. You know, like He really wants to speak to His kids. Yeah. And not to be like a super fan, but the translating God book was opened it up majorly. Yes, I love for that. Me. Yeah, I like couldn't put it down, watched every YouTube video and started getting words of knowledge for people and started getting hearing God in a way that I've next level, you know, that I've never experienced in my life. And, you know, there's, there's an interesting story, you know, I'll fast forward to, this is probably just three years ago, but um, I'm working with a developing artist on Atlantic Records. And this person's not you know, a believer, and I would say, and, I, and neither is the label people and all of that. And I, I work on a song with her, me and a friend, and then the the A and R and the father comes in to listen to the song. We play the song, and the dad stands up in the middle of the song, like we God's presence fills the room. Wow! And he gives me a hug. He says, I feel so blessed. I don't know to, even what to say. I just feel wow. so blessed. And they leave, and the girl ends up being signed you know, to Atlantic, and now she's actually just started to release music. But um, at that moment, that's where I felt that unfair advantage. And it's really, so it's, good. it's the Holy Spirit that draws all men unto himself. You know, so if what you're doing is centered in Christ. You have such an unfair advantage just by the very nature that God is drawing people into relationship to himself. Yeah. I, I know it's interesting because back when I, we first started doing stuff in the entertainment industry in Hollywood, and at the time we were just looking at, you know, just how do we bless people and help them on their journey, whether it's music, film, television. And I remember there's this part of me that was trying to so not be weird by saying, God told me this for you. And, and, yeah. or this is, you know, the reason why we're in this connection right now is because this is how God loves you. He led me here for this, this reason. But I just felt so I fragmented from, from being honest with people at times. And sometimes it's good not to say that, but I mean, like I realized that there was a divide between my, my creative identity and my prophetic identity at that time and realized, man, the reason why I'm getting these opportunities is because God's showing me how to walk with him, not because I'm coming up with them with my own great ideas. So I need to be really honest and vulnerable in those moments when it's time to be. And it, it really healed something in me where I think a lot of people who hear from God, a lot of times will get in this great success and the way we tell the story has a spin of us on it, not a spin of God on it where it's like, yeah. well, I just made this great choice. And we're like, actually, if you're really honest, you were at a bad place and all of a sudden God showed you what to do, <laughs> you know, <laughs> versus like, yeah, I'm the hero of my oh story. My now God's the hero of your story. Like keep him the hero of your yes. story. Even if you can't tell the person you're with that you have the story with, like when you're telling it later, make sure that God's still the, the hero. And it's been a real, I'm saying I'm preaching to myself, not to anyone else, but it's been a real, you know, encouraging point now that I'm, you know, 14 years into my God journey and the entertainment industry and going, wow, I love making God the hero of the story because he is, he's so good. And he does give us that unfair advantage. And there's no reason I should be doing what I'm doing, except for the fact that I've been walking with them. And I love that story in you, that that's just where it came from. Well, I love, I did mention the T-Mobile thing because I think it's interesting. And it kind of goes along with this where you actually had a word, was it a word of knowledge or? Yes. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, this is profound. I love this in, in the context of a career. Yeah, and I've I've had a few that are very obvious, and I would go as far as to say as God is actually always speaking in these songwriting yeah. rooms. And sometimes we feel it really strongly and obviously, and, and others times because we're so connected to the mind of Christ, we're operating in it and not without realizing it, you know? Absolutely. Um, and then I think that's what you're saying, too, with keeping God as the hero of your story. You may think you came up with that great melody or creative <laughs> line that, you know, ended up being a big success or, you know, really touched somebody. But really, where did it come from? Exactly. You know what I mean? Where is the, the author of that? And I was in a, in a session, um, a TV film session, and that is actually what I do most of my time is probably 70%. I work on TV film music and um, we're writing a song with a friend of mine, um, Andrew Bissell and another uh, artist friend of mine. And this thought came at me like a word of knowledge. It felt just like that. Like you would get, Oh, your back hurts or like you would just get (laughs) something. I heard jump right in. And I'm like, that is so weird. Jump right in. What, what is that? And then I just said, I think today we're supposed to write a song called Jump Right In. And they went with it. And I've never written a song that title, and it feels kind of weird, but we did. And then a few months later, T-Mobile comes out with a giant like relaunch called Jump. And they use our song multiple times. (laughs) That's awesome. Because God knows what's going on, and he's, you know... If you want to, if he wants to partner with you for everything, why do we draw lines and say he cannot speak to me in my everyday job, or he cannot speak to me about this that's going to like be beneficial for me and my family and life? You know, I don't know why he's so relationship driven. You know, I like so, oh, I so agree. Yeah. Well, and you've been. I think I, I love that you're the same thing you learn from just walking with God. That it's just there's no um, there's this congruency between church and job and life and family. It's who God is here; He's also here, and so it shouldn't be shocking that He gives you the name of a song. And it wasn't, you know, it's just part of your process. But I think a lot of people listening haven't seen God that way because they're more compartmentalized. So I love you and the industry you're in saying, "No, this is who God is. This is how He talks." And he came at me with a thought. It's just like a word of knowledge from the church. I mean, it's such a beautiful expression or beautiful way to say it. That's wow. So let's go, let's go further into this and tell me a little bit about like, t- talk about your career right now. And as far as what does God lead? You said you work mostly on TV and um, film sessions. What does that look like? And, and what's God leading you into? Um, so I don't know if this will be interesting or not interesting to some people but like I create you unique masters that um that I sign single song agreements to about four or five different song publishers in town here in Nashville and these publishers will pitch to you know the music supervisors and the trailer houses and basically anybody who's wanting music to movies and tv which that market is only going up you know what I mean it's Everyone's coming out with a TV show, and no one's slowing down on movies. So um, it's a, it's an awesome place to be to fulfill a, an actual need, you know, that people have in business. So 
um, I create these things, honestly, like no one's paying me for them. So I only get paid if someone uses them. Okay. Yeah, that makes you know? sense. Yeah. And, and I do that so I can work with anybody who I want at any time instead of, you know, like signing with a company. Yeah, I know. It's super unique. And God's really been breathing favor on it. Um, and I've been able to land trailers for really big movies like Spider-Man and Ocean's 8 and, you know, Emoji Movie. And wow. Most recently, Playbill, you know, like that toy movie. Yeah. Which is awesome because my kids are most excited about that when they see Dad's song. <laughs> exactly. On like a, a movie they want to see. Then all of a sudden, I'm like, cool, you know. <laughs> but they're like, relate. Ocean's 8. What is that? Exactly. That. So, like, who cares about so, that? But Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Playbill. That's awesome. Um, and just, it's all the time. And and it, what's interesting is I even feel like God is speaking in the way that where placements land. So, obviously, healing is a big part of my story, as you guys have heard in the beginning. Um, but what our listeners don't know, and yeah. I think this is interesting, is that you actually move, you, you minister too, and you move in a lot of healing. Like you've been seeing a lot of radical miracles, which is, I love this. It's not only are you unique in your career, but there's a crossover here where you're seeing basically revival activity happening in a lot of different places. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, it's, this is a, I would say a scary part and an exciting part. A kind of of what's happening in my life and on January 23rd um, I was invited to a very large church um, in Charleston called Seacoast they have like 14 campuses to Just do a, a, a healing <laughs> a, <laughs> That's yeah it's massive to do a healing service and I never got an invite to do that before you know and I often find myself going, God, did you pick the right person here? Because <laughs> that's awesome. I'm awkward, you know, like I'm not an amazing communicator by any means. So it's just why, you know, I've never done anything exactly like that besides some stuff in my home church. Um, and for the background history, like I've been seeing people healed and set free and, and people that just find Jesus in the songwriting rooms. Wow. You know, and a lot of that is through healing and relationship. Yeah. And so that's natural to me. Like, man, if I can get someone in a room and we can share each other's hopes and dreams, I can pray for you. And that's not a big deal. But the stranger on the street or the come on to my church and talk in front of people, totally. that is terrifying um getting less so but it still is so long story short one of the worship leaders um, micah was healed over the phone um of like a rare form of ms and autoimmune disease oh my gosh and what they invited you for sure that's amazing yeah so they invited me down and said and they saw the fruit of his life you know how he was transformed and able to continue like he's a guitar player for need to breathe and other people wow so he was getting to the point where he couldn't do that anymore and was losing weight and it was just getting real bad and um it was powerful like god 
the power of God hit him. It was like electricity. He was on the floor, like shaking and crying on the other end of the phone. And I'm like, did I break him? Like, what? (laughs) Is this a good thing? Like, seriously, this is, everything is so new to me. And I want people to know, like, don't be afraid of going to new ground because the Holy Spirit that lives in you, he's done this a million times. Yeah. You know, like he has all the experience you ever need in life. So be confident. That's great. In Christ in you, you don't have to, you can do new things, you know? And so, and I say again, like I say that to myself. So I go down to the service and God starts doing wild, amazing miracles. People are on live stream getting up out of wheelchairs, giving their lives to Jesus, cancers healed, you know, just extreme wild miracles. And hundreds of people that night get healed. Um, and I'm like, what just happened? You know, it's, you could feel the electricity in the air. It was one of those like divine you know, sovereign moves of God. Um, And I still don't know what is going on, you know, and I'm, when I talk about it, I'm in shock. I have to tell myself this is happening, you know, and I'll I'll give you just one more. I'm not going to bore you with a million testimonies, but like. I'm enjoying every testimony and I know our (laughs) listeners are too, so keep going. You know, so I, I went there just la- uh, two weeks ago, and this would have been for the third time back to this church. So I guess it wasn't that bad. So they invited me back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, you know, this girl came up to me and she goes, you know, do you remember me? You know, you, when you were here in March, I came through um, with a photograph of my grandmother. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember. And she's like, she's completely healed. And I'm like, wait, what? And she's like, yeah, when when we prayed over the photograph, um, she was sent home on hospice on stage four cancer. Wow. She had ovarian cancer that spread to her entire body. And the doctors gave her no hope. And she's like, it's three months later. And the, the most recent scan shows zero cancer, entire body. And everyone's like confused about it. You wow. know, and I'm like... The reason why I have to tell that one is for myself, because yeah, well, my I, mind goes, yeah, what? I think you know, that's, and, that's what people who people are used to being in a healing culture. A lot of times, you get numb to testimonies. But if you're if your experience is it's through you, it's not through someone else. It's not because you're in a healing church or whatever. It's because you're having faith that the gospel is working in your life. And that yeah. you're being commissioned to bring this good news and part of that's healing. And then you start to see it on that level. And that's radical. It's just so, you should be numb. You should feel weird in a good way. You know, it's like, the, I love that. I love the freshness of that because I feel like the people who lose that freshness, it just becomes another miracle story versus another actual person's life that was changed. You know, it's just, it's just another one for the books versus, no, this is something real. This, this just happened. Like this is... Like for real, for real. And I love that. I could feel that in you. I could feel that there's almost an urgency of the reality of it. Yeah. The, man, there's one thing to live for in this life. And it's lay it all down and give it to Jesus. And I never knew what that meant until 
I challenged myself to hear God and to step out in the things that he was telling me to do. Because most of the first 20 years of my Christian life, honestly, it's like, I don't know, head knowledge or like concepts, but they aren't things that you participate in. You know, you could maybe argue about a theology or a doctrine or something, but, and think that that's your way, that's your connection to God. But the revelation that God continually brings up to me is, no, I know your mind is product-driven. I know your mind is performance-driven, but I'm telling you, I am relationship-driven. It's so good. Actually, our mind, neurologically, we're actually relationship-driven, too. It's the way that it's the construct of our education. And I, I, I study neurology as a pastime. So our, our mind, yeah. like we're actually, our mind wow. is the only organ that's developed socially and, got, and it mimics how our spirits developed. And so we actually are made to have caregiving relationships and our neural pathways are formed by relationship with others and all these things. But we have to be reset to understand so we can actually grow in our mind and our mental capacity, just like our spiritual capacity. So I think it's that big identity process where God took you through all this time and then birthed inside of you such clear understanding of your own identity so you can give it away to others i think it's fascinating but i'll say this because i i was reading through again the notes i because we you and i don't know each other we're getting to know each other through this interview uh, but we have mutual friends who i love and one of the things that i one of the stories that you told through the notes was that in the same week that i think it was the first time you went to that church you had a song about healing come out on a uh, on a uh, tv show at the same time, like a parallel, like a prophetic parallel. Like, tell me oh that story. Goodness. That's crazy. It is, it is wild. I mean, the amount of, you know, like when you walk into a store and there's a song playing and you know God put it on just for you oh, in yeah. that moment. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it was like two weeks of that. Wherever I went, God was like confirming, hey, I'm doing this thing. And when after the seacoast, it was like a day or two two later the good doctor aired it was the monday after the weekend um the help you heal song and it's that song i've it was written and people are pitching it for about seven or eight months and then it lands and comes out you know like (laughs) perfect and the song's called can i help you heal you know what i mean it's just like what are god is he is so hilarious and funny and trying to speak to us at every turn you know it's just like man i just want to open up and really receive all of that you know i love it um i love it yeah and and i i'm with you like i'm i'm walking this interesting line where um i feel like there would be people in my position that are like okay now you it's time to start a ministry yeah you know and I'm going to be honest with you, whenever my mind went to, okay, now I, I should do a website. Now I should do, like, you can't find me unless you're on, I'm on, you find my personal Instagram or Facebook. I feel like God's like, no, like, just keep being you. Yeah. You know, like, this is not the season to do that personally for you. And that's why I think it's important not to model what you're doing off of somebody else. So good. Because he has unique callings for us, and we will literally rob the earth of worship of his creativeness, of God's creative power, if we try to copy 
someone else's ministry, their song, their idea, their script, their their method of acting, you know, it's no, God wants to give you your very own unique way of doing those things. And I'm actually a twin, you know, oh, wow. in myself. And I did the study on identical twins. I have a twin sister, so I'm not identical. And they say the DNA, they thought it was 100% the same, but it's actually like 99.9. But the only thing that's really physically different in an identical twin um, beside, after looking at the DNA is their fingerprints. Oh, wow. And, I'm, and when I read that, I'm, I'm going, God, like, why? Why is that? And what I felt, you know, in my heart was God has created us uniquely to touch his heart where he feels, even if we look exact DNA-wise the same as someone, we have a unique expression of worship to give him. Yes. You know, and even down to your genetic code, like, no, God has given you a way to touch people and reach them to the core of their being that is unique to you, you know? Yeah. I love it. And I, th- I think it's really important that kind of what you're talking about is to, um, and the initial statement was there's moments where you're not controlling your own ministry. You're letting God lead it. And sometimes we long for, okay, now I have this. So the significant natural order of things would be, I'm going to go in and actually build something. And you could almost miss God or sometimes you do miss God when you try and put your own hand to it. You know, it's like the things of God, what's born of spirit of spirit. And I think that's a big temptation. I mean, I, I did 20 years of ministry. that was pretty obscure. Even the prophetic stuff that I was doing that just, I was just faithful thousands of times a year behind the scenes mm-hmm. to give words and then traveling all over the world, just teaching on the prophetic and really low level environments, just beautiful people, wonderful small churches, great groups. And I, I never, I never mean, do big groups too and big things too and meet with politicians and entertainers. But I mean, I was going to slums and I was going to, you know, I'd go to Africa and train 300 pastors who, you know, like have churches of 25 people. I was just doing what God had in front of me. I was, I was plowing the ground that he put in front of me and it wasn't, I had this other side of me that was like, I know some of the things he's calling me to, and this doesn't match that, but I feel like I'm just being faithful. And, and I, I, he can always reward faithfulness. You know, he can always reward this place. And I don't want to make something happen just because of a gift or because talent or whatever. And so it was so beautiful when it was finally time to transition. It felt so organic. And I felt like, I felt like um, it was kind of like coming out of hiding, even though I was already had a public ministry. It was kind of like coming out of hiding, but it just felt like in step with this time. And there's nothing like being in step with, with God's season. It just, you have the capacity, then you have the grace for it. You don't feel like things are too big or too hard. They just, it, it, you just feel step with life. You just feel synchronized. And so I feel that for you. I feel like you're doing the right thing and you're modeling it to our audience. And I'm sure to your wonderful world of family and friends of just being synchronized with God and with the Holy Spirit. And that's, I mean, there's nothing like that. And that's so beautiful. Yeah, um, I'm just really excited. And I hope that in some way, some of these testimonies and the story can inspire people that one, obviously God wants to speak to you because he's, you're his kid. You know, am I going to stop speaking to Zoe? I'm only going to talk to her when she's in my house, but when she's at school, am I going to stop communicating with her? You know what I mean? So Zoe's my daughter. Yeah. You know, am I going to 
now that we're in the car, we're in a different arena, am I going to change the way I talk to her? Is my love going to be different? It's like, no, everywhere you go, everywhere she goes, we're together. I'm not going to change the way I talk to her. You know, I want to communicate so to her. And it, so any place that you're in, you know, ministry, life, you know, job, family, it's it's God's relationship with you. Like he wants to give you amazing ideas, creative ideas, you know, for solving problems just as much as he wants to tell you in worship that he's proud of you. So you know, it's like, there's not a difference. Yeah. Well, we're coming to the end and I hate to end because you're, I love, I love what you're saying, but do you have a final story? Cause we're, I'm always asking people, what's the riskiest thing you've done recently? Like the riskiest thing that you've stepped out in that God did something through. Okay, so this would have been that March service at Seacoast. Yeah. So before I went down, I got this, in my imagination, I got a vision of a particular spot where someone was and there was a wheelchair just front in the first row to the left aisle. Like it's in this one location And the first time I got it, again, you know, like, I'm not the guy that comes in swinging full of confidence. I'm like, (laughs) terrified. I'm like, oh, God, I really need a lot of confirmation on that. You know, like, is that me just eating pizza too late or whatever? And then I get it for the second time, and then I get real nervous, you know, because I'm like, okay, if that is God and I don't do it, I am doing a direct disobedience (laughs) i am going you are showing me something and i am saying no to you but if it isn't god and that thing goes down terribly i mean i've just ruined that whole night you know (laughs) (laughs) coming off of this january you know 21st thing so you know like it's so it's all real new to me so um sure enough um, worship starts there. This lady is in the exact spot. And my wow. friend Wes, who was with me, looks at me and he's excited and I am scared, you know, because I saw myself coming off the stage and pr- before anything, after worship, praying for this woman. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, what is this? You know, I didn't go to... A, a school where they teach you this stuff. Honestly, I've been pastored by YouTube and books, you know? Yeah. I'm fascinated when I meet people like yourself who've been around legends of the faith. And I'm like, what are they like? Like, I've never met. I'm outside of that bubble, you know? I'm like, what is that? What is that even like? It must be amazing. But through YouTube and technology, I feel like a student of so many. Wow. You know? Um... So what ends up happening is, you know, the lady, I walk over to her, I'm I'm like conducting an interview, I'm like terrified, I'm like how, and this is, you can watch it on, you, not on YouTube, but like on the church's Facebook, I'm like, okay, so what's going on? She's like, my legs are shaking, and I'm like, okay, that's good, that means the power of God is here, I guess, you know, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm seriously, guys, I don't. I don't know why people think I know what I'm doing, but it's just everything is, you know, God, I need you, you know. And 
we pray and she, whatever was keeping her in the wheelchair gets free and we are walking around and she's moving pain free and she's, you know, she gets healed and leaves without the wheelchair, you know, praise God. So, wow. Um, and it helps set the tone, but for maybe for some people that's not scary, but man, I still get scared in, <laughs> that's scary in Target. That's scary for me. <laughs> you know, like I'm in Target yesterday and I see somebody like that I feel God is drawing me towards and I'm still like shaking in my boots, you know, and um, and I go and I minister to them and and it's great, but it's like um, maybe I just want to encourage people that if you don't look like you have the confidence of someone like Todd White or someone like that, you know what I mean, who has that built-in yeah. tiger, yeah. it doesn't mean that you're not called to go in outside of yourself. You know? Yeah. Well, and even like if you're on the inside of Todd's world, like I love Todd, he's a friend. And he's he takes risks consistently and is doing some things that are totally outside of his box. Like he just bought this whole campus as a ministry. That's yeah. I mean a multiple, multiple million dollar campus that is bigger than they actually needed, but they had a word that I was one of the instigators of to buy this. And I remember just yeah. talking to him and I could hear like total faith, but also like can I father this? Am I, am I good? I mean, he's an extra drug addict. Can I, is God going to trust me the millions of dollars as an extra addict in our ministry, you know, to, to make this whole thing happen? And I'm like, yes, of course he is. That's, you know who you are now. And of course he's not that person that he used to be. He has so much, one of the most integrous people I've ever met. And I know him pretty well, you know? And so I just, it was really fun to just watch Todd in a different environment that he was new for him, that he was having to step out in faith. And we all face those places. We all face, even when we get comfortable with one level of what we're used to, God always changes it up because he, it's, it's impossible to please without faith. And so I think there's the, those moments of faith where, you know, it, it looks, someone's faith looks like reacting to fear. <laughs> Other times it doesn't, but for me, it does a lot. I'm like, I feel a lot, a lot of fear right now, God. Uh, I am very afraid, but thank you, Jesus, that, <laughs> you know, I love that. Oh, well, thank you so much, Joshua, for being on. And you said, uh, there's no way for people to get a hold of you, but they can hear your music. Is there any kind of place on SoundCloud or anywhere else that people can access you? Um, yeah, if you look up the artist named Silverberg, um, there are some that I put out for TV, film, music mostly. Yeah. And then um, if you look me up, you can find my Facebook or Instagram if you want to like hit me there. But um, yeah, I'm not, I don't really have, I'm not pushing anything. You know, <laughs> no, I'm, which this show's not about that. We're not a product-based show. Or we're not a yeah. personality-based show. We're a people-based show where we just want to show off Praise what God's God. doing in different environments. So I love that. I just wanted to give people an opportunity yeah. if they do want to find you. People get curious. They're like, I want to hear his music just because of yeah. your background and who you are. But we so appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much for sharing. So it's just being so real. I appreciate that. Hey, Sean, I would love to release just a prayer of healing. And just to believe God um, to see people set free. Uh, most podcasts I've been on, I've been able to do this, and there's been some cool testimonies from that. So I just pray in Jesus' name, I just release the power of Christ wherever you are in this moment. If you're believing to be set free, to be healed in your body, to remove things that are blocking your way from your calling and destiny 
I just, I just speak God's original design over your body now to be released. I pray for freedom from anything that will be holding you back. And I speak specifically right now just to illnesses, long-standing illnesses that um, you've almost given up for. You've given up even believing that you can be healed, that this is your lot to carry in life. So I just, I just pray right now for God's supernatural power just to meet you in the mighty name of Jesus from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Be set free in Jesus' name. Hey, Exploring the Prophetic Family, this is Sean Bowles, and I don't know if you know this, but Bowles Ministries, our ministry, puts together these podcasts for you every week. If you're listening in your car or your gym or at home while you're making your kids lunch for school, whether you're listening to at church or wherever you're listening to this, we have done our best to put together a quality podcast to explore the subject of hearing God's voice with you, and we want to continue to do this, and we need your partnership. I want to encourage you. If you're loving the show, if you're connected to the show, there's three ways you can partner. Number one is we would love your prayer support. Pray for us. This is not an easy thing to do week after week after week. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of coordination. And it also takes a lot of spiritual presence, just being present with what God's doing. Number two, financially support us. We would love your financial support and partnership. We have an incredible partnership program where you can engage with a community of people who are partnering with Bulls Ministries to send the message of hearing God's voice around the world. We do events. We do, of course, this podcast. We do all kinds of things that are free things where we give videos online. We do uh, webinars. We do all kinds of things to encourage people to hear God's voice and to activate their gifts, to activate them in the faith it takes to go on this incredible journey. So financially support us by going to bullsministries.com. And the third way you can help us is subscribe and also leave a review under the podcast and share it with your friends, share it on your social media platform. Tell your friends about it at work, tell your friends about it at church. And the more you help us, the word of mouth is the most powerful source of engaging the community of people who are hungry for this kind of a subject. So be part of our, our ministry team, our prayer ministry team, our partnership team, but also be a voice for what you're listening to. If you love it, tell the stories of the people who are telling the stories to you. Thank you so much for listening. Come on the journey with us and please enjoy season two.